0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 450 3733 You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. You get to control the content of the site, should you like. You can submit different things to it. And then other listeners vote as to whether or not they like or dislike what it is you've suggested. So go to freetalklive.com and do that there. That's freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. And Julia. All right. So we can, of course, take your calls about anything you want. That is the point of the program. We call, it's why we call it Free Talk Live. And in other news, we've got all kinds of other stuff we can bring to the table and talk about. Now, there was actually something here that I mentioned the other night, we didn't get a chance to get to it. The ten ways to forgive the person you want to kill. Julia, have you ever wanted to kill anybody? No. Well, that is good. I'm glad to uh, to hear that. I don't think I've ever really wanted to kill anybody, but I think I think at some point a lot of people, the thought passes through their mind. Hopefully, it doesn't stay very long because I don't of think it's a, killing someone. I think a lot of people have thought about that.
1: I think you're more psychotic than myself. You, d- you don't think? I think that it's a phrase people say but yeah. I've never actually thought about killing somebody no. No, I wouldn't say
0: thought think well, you deeply just said that. about it. I wouldn't say think deeply about it. I would say that well lots of disturbing thoughts have passed through my mind and I I put them out of my mind. You saying you, you don't ever think
1: anything unusual? Uh I don't think about no. killing people That's no. Good.
0: I'm glad to hear that. 855-450-free is uh, your the toll-free number here. You can uh, talk to us about whatever you want. But, you know, I, I think that uh, some people get pretty upset at what others do to them and to their friends or family members and, you know, they may have entertained the idea. Uh so, better to uh, forgive that person rather than use violence on them rather than attempt to uh, you know, get exact vengeance. And JamesAltucher.com is going to share with us 10 ways to forgive that person. It says, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Don't tell anyone. I'm going to put on a ski mask, find where they live in Brooklyn, show up at their door when they leave for work about 6 in the morning, and hit them with a baseball bat. I might not even wear a ski mask. I want the person to know it's me. And what did this person do to me? Well, in this particular case, something small, not even worth talking about. He blocked an opportunity for me that I no longer care about, but still he did it, and he did it to hurt me. And now I'm angry. It's not like other people in Brooklyn people who maybe aborted my baby, or who fired me from a job, or who wrote articles slandering me. I barely think of them. It was nothing like that. What a waste of time this anger thing is. It inserts itself into the oddest moments, it turns daydreams into nightmares, it turns nightmares into waking up in the middle of the night, heavy breathing, sweating, and erection. And what's this one person? What about the other people? I did this and this for him, and now he won't do X, Y, or Z for me. I can sit here all day long with that. What a waste it would be. I can make a big list, and I can be angry all the time that I want. Here's my favorite Zen story. Two monks by the river, a prostitute trying to cross. One of the monks carries her across, sets her down. Then the two monks keep on going. The monk who didn't carry her gets more and more agitated. Finally, why did you do that? You know we're not supposed to even touch women like that. And the monk who carried her said, I left her by the river. Why are you still carrying her? And that's the secret of productivity and forgiveness, to always think, why am I still carrying her? But to elaborate further, I'm a strong believer in several methods of forgiveness. So, A, he says, is taking a break. I'm upset right now, so take a time out. I'm going to think about this later when I may be feeling more rational i.e. not three in the morning, waking up from a dream about a baseball bat, blood all over my midnight hands. Always think of the exact moment you schedule for yourself. 3 p.m. today, I'll think about it. Then see what happens then. And I think that's a really important point. I mean, whether we're talking about – I think this article is more just about forgiveness in general and uh, taking your time and stepping out of anger than it is necessarily about killing someone. But for the headline's purpose, that's that's what he titled it. But if you look at the, you know, the suggestion here, if you're ever upset – when isn't it a when isn't it a good idea to take a break, and you know just give yourself some time, think about it for a little while, put put a self-imposed limitation on on yourself. So like an example of this for me would be uh, like hammering out an angry email, like whatever the whatever the situation might be. Somebody upsets you, and you just want to give them a piece of your mind, and you just hammer out that email. Better to just hold off rather than hitting the send button. Better to, you know, give it a a day if you possibly can, if not longer than that. Have you ever been in a situation like that? Where you've maybe sent something that you regretted later on?
1: I'm sure I have, but I can't think of anything recently.
0: I I know for a fact that I have, but same, same, same thing. I don't want to necessarily dig up whatever it was, whatever it is completely behind me, so... I don't know if I could even remember if I thought about it. B, understanding. In the incident I'm thinking of this morning, I know why the person's upset at me and did the things that he did. I went on two dates with his wife long before he even knew her. So even though, I'm done, even though I've never done anything to him, he has some anger towards me. There's nothing I can do about it. He feels he's the victim, but I don't have to be a victim. So, understanding is is about putting yourself in the shoes of the other person and being able to empathize, uh, and of course, that's that's you know an important factor to remembering that hey, we're all human beings, and there are mistakes that everybody makes, and holding a holding a grudge over whatever it is isn't going to make things better in the long run. C. The alien technique. I like to wake up pretending I'm an alien. My mission from the Mother Galaxy is to land in random bodies across the universe and figure out where I am and solve their problems. Today, I woke up in this body. Odd. I feel anger about something. I explore it in my body. Oh, it's nothing. Better to focus on getting this body in shape, happy, and productive. I have 24 hours in this body, so who is this beautiful woman lying next to me? What food can I eat today? What's the best thing that I can do with it? Clearly, the wrongs I suffered in the past are not worth spending time on. I'm an alien, only here for 24 hours, after all. The alien technique, he says, this is, again, com, is surprisingly powerful. He says I have modifications on it, but that's for another post. D, to forget. Someone wrongs me. I say, okay, I'm going to forget about this eventually. And I always do. Some people say forgetting is not the same as forgiving. Who cares? I just want to think about other things today. The method is not so important. But sometimes it's important to do the reverse or to uh, to not forget. Sometimes it's 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 okay to remember things about somebody who's harmed you. For instance, you know, just because you just because you forgive someone uh, doesn't necessarily mean that you should continue dealing with that person. So, like if somebody is a, I don't know crack addict and you know they got a real problem with stealing from their friends or family members, you may care about this person. You may have expressed your concern for this person, but if they're not if they're not willing to get help, uh, then at what point do you continue to uh, c- you know continue relations with that person? At, at what point do you decide that it's it's gone far enough and that you can only take so much loss? You can only you know have them raid your bank account so many times or whatever it is that they're they're doing to you, stealing money out of or jewelry, stealing whatever they can from you. You know it's okay to remember obviously the people that have wronged you, but there's no reason to carry it around with you and to let it dominate your thoughts or frustrate you, or continue to frustrate you. one 450 free is the toll-free number here. Now, maybe you've got some suggestions. Maybe you have uh, some situations in which you've been pretty upset at somebody. Maybe they did something to really hurt you. And you saw, for instance, how forgiveness changed that situation. And my favorite example, at least recently that I can recall of this, not in my personal life, but uh, that we've shared on the air, was the story about uh, the lady who ended up forgiving the killer of her son. And they became, like, best friends. He moved in next door to her. And he, you know, I wouldn't say he replaced her son. That would be the wrong thing to say. But they created a relationship that otherwise would never have existed. And... Did he kill him on purpose? It was like like a high school party... Some petty, you know, disagreement between high school boys. I don't, it might have been over a girl or something. Like, you know, just something stupid. Drug deal. Who knows what it was. Something that would go down, a fight of some sort that would happen at a high school party. So, did he kill him on purpose? Yeah, in the moment. Yeah. But she forgave him for it. And so, how has it changed? Uh, you know, what, what sort of experiences have you had with forgiveness in your life? 855 free There's more tips here as well on forgiveness. We'll share some of those, but we'd love to hear your stories and your thoughts at 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Dial in toll free, bring up anything. 855 855-450-FREE. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll free number here for you to take control of the airwaves is 855 453. That's the Sekel CAI toll free line one 450 3733 You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. By the way, we mentioned the phone lines brought to you by SACL CAI. You need collections done with respect. Get in touch with SACL. They're going to do it in a way that keeps your customer down the line. So uh, you can see their banner right at the top of our banner column at freetalklive.com. Our number here again, 855-450-FREE, talking about the articles entitled 10 Ways to Forgive the Person You Want to Kill. Now, whether or not you've actually thought about killing someone, we've all been angry before, uh, at least if you're a human being. You probably have been angry at somebody for something at some point in your life. And I think that cutting anger out of, uh, of my life is a good idea. I don't see any real reason to be angry. I know I have been angry and I don't like it. I don't like what it does. I think that uh, being angry can—I think it can manifest things like beyond just the the, the anger that you might be experiencing. I think uh, you know, constantly being angry, the more angry you are, the more often you're angry, the more likely you might develop some sort of uh, sickness, for instance. Like I—I I, you know, don't know if there's any evidence for that. Oh, because
1: you believe in the law of attraction, that's why. You we well, think that the universe hands you whatever you are, right? I think
0: to some extent that's true. Yeah, I do. And I think that it's certainly true that your mind is very, you know, powerful over your body's physical state. I, I agree. Mean, look at the placebo effect as a perfect example right. of that. I
1: don't know if I associate anger necessarily with being sick, but I do know those people, you know, that are always sick. I can think of a few right now. Hypochondriacs? Yeah, the people that are always sick, no right. matter what. And it's like...
0: Well they're telling themselves a story about how they're sick and so they're more they're probably they probably are actually more sick and of course then you know they want attention from people because they're yeah. sick. And it works. I'm sure it works. They you probably know, get attention.
1: My first thought because I can think of a few people who for example on Facebook are just regular complainers, right? It's all they all they talk about and oh just, just
0: complainers in general. Yeah,
1: there's a, a young lady who I sort of know just through raves basically mm-hmm. and i'm not really close with her or anything like that but um she is always sick and she is so sick that she wants to find uh, she posted about how she wants to find out how she can get on welfare for life
0: oh my because
1: she can never work and and I'm how old is this person 24 wow. now she's really overweight and, but you know these people they post what they eat like and it, my first thought is, hmm. If I'm sick every day, if I really feel awful, yeah. The first thing I'm gonna do, and she's been to doctors and no one can tell her what's wrong with her. Is look at your. The diet. first thing I'm gonna do is look at my daily habits. Mm-hmm. What do I do? You know, do I exercise? Because I'm not so good at the exercise thing. And I know for a fact that if I exercise daily consistently, that I would feel better. You know, this isn't something I'm gonna kid myself about. Yeah. So. I just don't understand when these people get on here and they complain, blah, 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 blah. But they never look well, at their life and say, well, right. hmm, where can I make changes?
0: I, I can understand it in that uh, it's always easier to complain. Right. I mean, it's always easier to complain than to do something. I guess. And especially, you know, as far as the uh, the, the level of doing something, it's it's easy to do what you've always done. But it's hard to do something new and it's hard to change.
1: It's very hard to change. I will never give up on the exercise thing. I will never give up. That's my motto. There you go.
0: That's a good motto. That is a good motto.
1: (laughs) I'm terrible at exercising for years and years. I've said I wanted to do it more and I'm never successful, but I will never stop trying.
0: There must, well, you know, Yoda said do or do not. There is no try. Well. And he was right.
1: Well, I do. And then I slow down (laughs) and then I do again and then I slow down.
0: Uh, yeah, there's different cycles. Now, I guess a good question would be how can you – obviously, we'll get back into forgiveness here in a moment. But how is it that uh, – and I'm sure there are people out there that have experienced this problem as well of uh, doing and slowing down. How can you keep it more consistent? How can you hold yourself more accountable? Or can you get involved with a, a group of people that could perhaps hold you uh, accountable? Well, that's my
1: next uh, step. <clears throat> I got a new job and mm-hmm. – my, I'm working with an old friend that I used to work with, and she has similar goals to me. And Exercise-wise. I promised her that I would join the gym with her when I got, if I got this job because I'd be able to afford it because it's I a see. lot more money. And we set goals for ourselves about how many days we're going to go. We're going to go right after work, so we're not going to go home. We're just going— Wait,
0: And you're both going to work the same place? Yeah, we okay. both work at the same
1: place, and it's the same hours. So we're going right after work together. Not going home first, just going.
0: Now, don't you work in a place where they actually have a gym on the site?
1: Yeah, but it's gross. Oh, really? Yeah, this gym, there's a gym in Keene, actually, that's very reasonable. I see. Reasonably priced, and it's not. you don't have to sign a contract. It's just pay by month. So it's fifteen ninety nine, I think, which is pretty cheap for a gym. I
0: guess. I mean, I've never really priced. Those I haven't things out. either,
1: but I. It Doesn't y-
0: sound expensive.
1: <laughs> it's not. It's definitely. If not. you
0: actually use it, and of course, the gym memberships, as I understand it, the way they're sold is kind of the gym knows you're probably not going to come in. And yeah, use it. but so they sell you like a three year package. But and get that, a bunch this of money gym front doesn't
1: work like that. It's month to month. You just pay it for the I month. See. So if you if I paid for it one month and never used it, I just wasted sixteen dollars not a big deal right
0: and yeah hopefully if you have your friend doing it with you you'll be able to hold each other accountable and kind of create a create a new habit i mean ultimately we were talking about addictions i think last week
1: why didn't you have me on for that show
0: well, sorry, I don't know. I don't even know if it was last night,
1: I love addiction. We have
0: talked about addictions, but sometimes you have to create a new habit. I mean, for instance, uh, or, or modify an old habit. So like somebody who's a cigarette smoker, replace the uh, the habit of putting something in your mouth with sunflower seeds or something like that. Right. These are things I've heard. Thankfully, I've never had to break a cigarette habit. Uh, I, I, I just can't relate to people on that. I, I don't think I've ever had any kind of addiction that is that profound. But... You know, this is sort of a reverse situation there, where you're you're breaking the habit of doing nothing, essentially, or creating a new habit of of exercise. So I hope that works out for you. And I do too. Maybe you've got some suggestions uh, as to how to kind of keep on a an exercise schedule. Maybe some tips. Uh, would you be willing to listen to some? I ideas? sure
1: would. Although I read all the time on the internet. Like about stuff like this, so I'm pretty sure I know the tips. You know all I the tricks. I just have
0: to do it. <laughs> Alright. 855- free is the toll-free number here. So, what we were sharing was the uh, 10 ways to forgive, says here, the person you want to kill, but just the person you're angry at. Uh, the, the, somebody who's, uh, who has done something wrong, or at least you perceived as though uh, you've been wronged. How do you forgive that person? So, so far, the, the ones we've been through here thus far, taking a break, understanding The alien technique, kind of putting yourself in in your own body as though you weren't you and you're just an alien for 24 hours. D, to forget. And then we move on to E, to accept. They might be kind of angry for things that have nothing to do with me. If someone is beaten or unloved as a kid, they're going to beat or punish in some way the people around them later. Doesn't mean that I have to be around them, but accepting who they are and their lot in life allows me to move past the small trivialities of how they treated me. They are the real victims. Sadly, as I get to move forward with my life, so that's uh, I think that's an important thing. You know, except, per- except whoever it is you're dealing with, for wherever it is they are, understand that I think people can grow. I don't think I don't think you're stuck in that rut. You know, like he was saying, if you were abused as a child, you're gonna dish out abuse down the line. I think that can be generally true, but I don't think that it has to be. No, I agree. You. 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. You can bring up whatever you want. And, again, would like to hear your stories, whether it's uh, relationships on uh, success in the gym, your story there, or experiences with forgiveness, 855-450-FREE. Or you can bring up absolutely anything you want. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Again, freetalklive.com. Mobile site is available for those of you with a smartphone. You can go to m.freetalklive.com for quick access to our live streams and the podcast m, like mobile.freetalklive.com. Uh, so, by the way, Free Talk Live brought to you by the Free State Project. If you want a chance at liberty in your lifetime, well, you probably want to get together with other people that think like you do. I mean, if you understand what liberty is all about, and that is allowing other people to be free so you can be free, allowing people to live their lives how they want, as long as they aren't harming anybody else. If you get that and you're willing to do something like get active to achieve that, then join up with other people who are of like mind. Go to freestateproject.org and learn more about it. And then sign the uh, the pledge, sign uh, the Statement of Intent, as it's called, and make your move as soon as you can. There are already a 1,000 people here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Julia, you and I are two of those 1,000 plus. Yes. There are over 11,000 that have currently signed on board with the project, and so we want to reach 20,000. So we need your help if you love freedom. Go to freestateproject.org. Now, we're talking about forgiveness, And it's something that I have been working on probably for the last, I don't know, about four or five years of my life. And I really kind of had the shift away from anger after joining the Free State Project and moving to New Hampshire and being around other people that understand the ideas of liberty and are willing to do something about it because that gave me hope again. And when you don't have much hope, it's hard to stay positive uh, and I think staying positive as often as possible is, is really worthwhile. So for me, it was a big it was a big step moving moving here. Uh, obviously, I lived in uh, I lived in Florida for my whole life, and I made the move up here to uh, to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And I you know I certainly carried my anger at the, the you know the government people and the, what what they've done to folks, what they are doing to people. I carried that anger up here with me, but it didn't take too long for it to dissipate and for me to focus on more more positive things. And I don't know if I was that angry of a person. I mean, you knew me before I made the move here. Would you say I was particularly angry?
1: No. Actually, it's funny you say that because somebody asked me recently. They said Ian said that he used to be really angry. Is that true? And I said, "No." <laughs>
0: well, no, I think I was generally pr- I th- I think overall I was positive before, but I can remember thinking, you know, negative thoughts more often. Uh, we talked about th- this article here that we've been sharing is 10 ways to forgive the person you want to kill. You said you've never thought about killing anybody. No. Uh, I can say I have. I mean, in the past, I thought about uh, like the government people, thought I was one of those guys that planned, you know, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to take them with me. You know, that kind of that uh, theorizing for what could happen someday. Must
1: have been the metal.
0: The metal, the metal, the, yeah. the metal music. <laughs> I don't know if that was true. I don't I'm know if that's kidding. true. The metal might have been a... An extension of being negative.
1: I'm kidding. You know, as, a, as a teenager, hey, metal isn't necessarily negative. I can't make those claims. There about is some music.
0: Jesus metal out there.
1: There is also some metal that isn't Jesus-y that that is positive.
0: I think that's in fine. most
1: cases you can't really understand the lyrics anyway. So I'm not. By the way, I am. I just want to say I'm not talking bad about metal at all. I'm just. Just no, I'm not.
0: Well, you have your preferences. I have my
1: preferences, but I don't. I think um, I I generally am okay with music that isn't mainstream. You know what I mean? Music where people actually had to write the music, for example.
0: Okay, is there mainstream music that is okay, okay by you, or like
1: if I like it, I, I would like it. But when like for pop music is what produced I'm really thinking mu- of specifically. Music, yeah. Like they're not producing music; they're just singing a song that somebody wrote, wrote for them. You know, that, I can't really respect that. You call yourself a singer, maybe. Sure, I could say you're an okay singer, but I'm not going to say you're a good musician, because you're not.
0: You uh, Yeah, right. Like, I can't write music for anything. I don't know anything about musical theory or anything about notes. If or, you
1: People who put their heart okay. and soul into something. You know what I mean? Musicians, there's not a lot of money in there for for. Most artists. Right. So if you are doing it, you must really love it. And that I I respect any of that kind of music, even if I don't listen to it.
0: So we're talking about forgiveness and different ways to forgive. James dot com is where this is coming from. He's gone through a few different things here, like forgetting the alien technique, understanding, taking a break. And if you want us to expound on this, we well, can always play the podcast back later on over at freetalklive.com or just go to his website, com and see it for yourself. But we were on uh, accepting and how it is that uh, you can accept the person who they are, where they're coming from, and move on with your life. F, to relate. People might actually be justified in what they do to me, meaning doing mean things or whatever maybe i really did wrong them in the distant past and now they want to punish me back it doesn't really justify what they're doing but i can relate heck maybe i would have done the same thing and relating makes the anger subside gee expectations sometimes my expectations of people are too high he says this is his opinion most people are crappy people i don't agree with that statement but i can understand why some people would think that like, for instance, if you work in retail, sometimes you see the bad side of uh, of people more often than you see their good side. And I it think, can be hard to lose. You know,
1: if they have, uh, you know, the mandatory, like the draft customers, they should have draft customer service. You should have to work a retail position. You think everyone yeah, should? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would make you a better person. Do you think you're a better person because of that? I think that I have uh, dealt with some situations that others more fortunate than I have not had to deal with. I
0: appreciate my time in retail. Sometimes I miss it because of that, because I Ugh, don't get to I interact with the public. I do not miss it at all. I don't. I don't get to interact with the public that much anymore because I, you know, make phone calls all day to radio stations. that kind of stay within my industry, so that I do kind of miss that now and then. Gee, uh, he says expectations here. Sometimes my expectations of people are too high. They can't help it. We have a big challenge in our lives. Well, then what should I expect from people? Nothing. Try Every day, I try to focus on having high expectations for myself. An easy way to do that is to lower the expectations I have for everyone else and not, not be so quick to judge their actions. And I think that when you don't have high expectations, it's easier to be pleasantly surprised uh, by people. And if you have expectations for somebody and they don't measure up, then you just find yourself forgiving them more often, hopefully, rather than holding a, holding a grudge. But if you have those expectations, certainly don't, don't hold a grudge at somebody for messing up. We all blow it from time to time. Kindness. H. Often I can forgive people by doing an act of kindness to them. You don't always want to do this. It sounds like you're kissing the butt of the people who hurt you. But often, if someone has made you angry, a simple hello or good job will diffuse the situation. Kindness is the most powerful weapon created for humans when used correctly and honestly. Now, some people would suggest that uh, when one is being kind, that one is not being kind. This is something that I come up against from time to time with some of the critics over at the Free Keen blog. Uh, they'll suggest that, you know, that I'm not being honest in being kind. And they'll say that I'm passive-aggressive, for instance, which I find a really... It's kind of a frustrating critique because there's nothing you can really say to it. Like, if you actually are coming from a point of kindness and love and forgiveness and somebody else doesn't think you are, then what are you supposed to do about that?
1: Forget. D.
0: <laughs> well, right. Yeah, and that's what I do in the case of the trolls because I don't know who they are and I try not to read their comments or hate They're, anyway.
1: You have got to do something about the trolls on Free Keen. They are awful. I, yeah, I know I people mean, don't on like the, them, but on the comments on the main page, awful. They are awful. awful. That's what
0: trolls are. They're awful. I mean, here's my problem, though. Not Julia. the
1: treasure trolls. Remember them? They had the little jewel on their belly.
0: I... Vaguely recall seeing that. <laughs> uh, I don't think I had any of those when I was growing up. I did. Uh, was it the thing, like, they had them everywhere, like pen pen caps? Yeah, and, like, they were the
1: little place. dolls, but then they they started out, I think, just a basic doll, and then they came, I think Trolls was what it was, there was Treasure Trolls, they had the little jewels on their belly, but mm-hmm. they were pencil toppers and keychains and dolls and all different sizes, and I loved them.
0: They're still around, as far as I understand it. Uh, so, d- regarding the Trolls, you mentioned Freekeen.com, just as an aside. We tried once upon a time to control the trolls. Uh, there were a couple different ways we did that. One was the thumbs up, thumbs down methods. So you've seen these on like YouTube where you can hit thumbs up mm-hmm. or thumbs down if you like something. Uh, and what that, the reason that didn't work was because the trolls could, could use the controls. And so they were just thumbs upping themselves and thumbs downing everybody else. But that didn't work. So we tried to institute where you had to be registered to the website before you could do things. And that upset people that wanted to comment anonymously. So, figured it better just leave it anonymous commenting and you know who the trolls are cuz they don't ever register and just just ignore them if you don't like them. 450 free. Otherwise, it would be constant moderation. It would be too much. Too t-
2: in every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit weusecoins.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring them whatever you want. Dial in toll free at 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features you have there. Again, freetalklive.com. Some of those features uh, include your ability to interact with other listeners like you can on the CAM page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com and you'll find That the webcam is actually built into the same uh, page as the chat room, or the chat room built into the same page as the cam, however you want to look at it. Uh, You can pop them both out into separate windows if you want, but it's nice to be able to have those two things going on at once. You can interact with other listeners anytime you want over at cam.freetalklive.com. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And here with you this evening, it's Ian. And Julia. All right, so we've been talking about forgiveness and JamesAltucher. dot com. That's A L T U C H E R. dot com has uh, the ten ways to forgive the person you want to kill. Now, it's not necessarily about just people you want to kill, but just anybody that you're upset about something that's you feel like you some perceived harm has been done to you. Ways to let go and move on. Because what good does it do to hold on to that? I don't think it does any good to stay angry at somebody and to hold that baggage. Now-
1: Here's the thing. I I see what you're saying and but what if you just like what if anger does not consume you or maybe anger isn't the right word but like there's people I don't like and I don't think, spend any amount of time thinking about them that's good. but you know I, I'm not what if I to me that's not a bad thing.
0: No, it's it's okay for you. To, I think it's okay to have preferences about who you want to spend time with. Uh, Obviously. I mean, And if somebody like that crosses your path. Like the other day, I was uh, in downtown Keene and I saw somebody that I happen to know is uh, allegedly a snitch. And so I don't want to be around somebody like that. So it doesn't mean that I hate the person. It doesn't mean that I'm angry at that person. But it does mean I have a preference about whether or not I want to spend my time with that
1: person. But, I mean, like, hate... I mean, obviously, if all you do is hate, that's a bad thing. But hate's really just the opposite of, of love, right? So if you really dislike somebody, couldn't that be considered hate?
0: Well, I don't know. I think there's a fine line between dislike and hate. And I don't know where, I guess, each individual would have to draw Because I hate some it. people,
1: I gotta say. But I don't think about it, so I don't see it as a bad thing. I don't...
0: When, you, when you see the people that you hate, does, does it make the, the white-hot passion no. burn? No? Okay.
1: But I hate yeah. them. I'm a hater. I hate everybody. That's what? Not, <laughs> that's not true, but...
0: I hope not.
1: But, uh, yeah. But what? I'm a hater. Okay. Eight, I'm five, just... I there might be a 12-step program. Who I hang out with, that's all. I'm, I like to associate with good people. I don't know
0: if that would be... I mean, being Having preferences, again, about how you spend your time isn't necessarily hate, but if you want to claim the word hate for yourself, then I can't, you know, I don't know what to tell you about that.
1: You don't know what I feel.
0: No, but I know you just told me you hate. <laughs>
1: I'm laughing.
0: You don't hate a lot, but you're saying you do hate people. And I, I, I have to say that I, I try not to. I, I don't want to hate anyone. And even the people that some would say really deserve it, like you know, the worst of the the aggressive cops or politicians, these people that are out there hurting people on a wholesale, regular basis, it would be easy to get into a place of anger or hatred about those people. But I find that if I ever are in, if I'm ever in that mental state. And I try not to be. But if I'm ever in that mental state, what you can do is shift your thinking and you don't have to take a big jump. You don't obviously it's it's silly to think you're going to be able to go from hate to love, but you can go from hate to pity. You know, I pity those cops who have been misled into believing that it's okay to take peaceful people and put them into cages because they might have a plant in their pocket or a chemical. I pity those cops. It'd be easy for me to hate them because they're hurting people. In some cases, they, they physically harm people besides just putting them in a cage. They might actually, you know, break an arm or beat somebody, smash a head into a pavement. We've seen all of these things happen over the, over the years, and it's easy to— I
1: don't know them, so I can't—I feel like I can't really hate somebody I don't know.
0: I, th- I think it, for me, it would be easy to hate an action— to To be angry about what somebody has done. And I know that, for instance, uh, some of the activists here in Keene were recently talking about an incident that a lot of them regret, which was Derek J's dance party, where a lot of people were very angry uh, when they kidnapped our friends and even pepper sprayed Derek for no reason whatsoever, simply because they could, because Derek wouldn't get in the car or the police car fast enough for their liking. So they pepper sprayed him. And a lot of people were shouting. And yelling,
1: I've and, seen this a lot in various videos. Actually,
0: well, I think I think a factor is uh, there's always new people that are coming into this movement, and when the cops do terrible things to innocent people, it upsets people. If you're coming from a place where you've been angry, it's easy to get angry, and if you're not around other people that are going to you know help keep the situation calm, then the anger can spread, and before you know it, you get a mob uh, a mob mentality situation on your hands, and that's no good. But I think all the people who were involved in this look back on it uh, negatively. They regret, at least the ones I've talked to, they regret the way they behaved that night. And they wish they had uh, approached it from a different manner, from a manner of coming from more compassion. So it's just a matter of shifting over. Anyway, back to the list here from uh, com, And of course, would love to hear your input on how forgiveness has changed your life. Or maybe, maybe it was you who were uh, doing the forgiving or it was you receiving forgiveness. You want to share your thoughts? 855-450-FREE. So he's going down a list of things you can do. uh, And of course, uh, being kind to someone is, as he points out, the most powerful weapon created for humans when used correctly. So I think that's a good approach, although it does open one to critique uh, from trolling types who suggest that you're not being kind, you're being passive-aggressive. Which I believe personally is really projecting because I think the person who is accusing you of being passive aggressive is actually the one feeling the aggression in their heart because maybe they're mad at you for forgiving somebody that they think you should be angry at or whatever their issue is.
1: I can see how it could be viewed as mocking.
0: I can see how people view it that way. And Mark has suggested that you keep the forgiveness quiet. And I can see that there's a there's a benefit to that because I have made forgiveness public before. And I understand that there's that perception of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think that it doesn't make it any less sincere if someone is saying that they forgive you. But I get where I get where the critique comes from. Next point. I selfish. If someone has wronged me, I can be completely selfish about it. It gives me the perfect opportunity to practice the principles behind dealing with crappy people. Every time I get to practice those principles, I get better at it. The better I am at dealing with bad people, the more productive I eventually am. Less daydreams about murder, for instance. The happier I am, the better I am to move. The better able I am to move on and enjoy other things in my life. The less crappy I become. People can change. I have changed, and this is how. And I think that's really important. Is uh, yes, people can change. Even the people that you have hated at one time, or have disliked, maybe you could end up being friends with that person down the line. I'm not saying you have to. But I know I've had that happen in my life. It happened more often as a younger person because there was uh, this one kid that I remember I picked on when I was in sixth grade. And then by the time I was in high school, we ended up being great friends. And I was a really crappy little sixth grader. And then I, you know, matured over time and became a different person and was able to forgive and, and be forgiven. So I've had those situations affect my life.
1: Yeah, I've pretty much only had that in high school situations as well because i think you're not interacting in high school in school you're interacting with the same people for 12 years whereas in life you can you know move I mean? along right and and it's not like unless it's someone you work with maybe you don't really ha- mm-hmm. you don't have to see them every day so you wouldn't have the same it just it's just not the same
0: still it's something to be aware of be cognizant of because people can change and if uh, you know if they do, then be willing to let them back in if that's something you want. I mean, if that's you don't have to, but you'd be willing to trust somebody a little bit further if they've earned it back. People can, I think, earn back trust. That's a possibility. J, to pick yourself. I hate situations, writes James Altucher, where one person has decision-making authority over something important to me. Whether a company I have will get bought, or a TV show I pitch gets picked up, or a book I write will get published, or a girl I like doesn't like me back, or whatever – these situations sometimes make me angry," he says. "The best way to reduce the situations where one person ha- the best way is to reduce the situations where one person has this power. If you want to write a book, then self publish. If you want to do a TV show or radio show, just record yourself and put it on YouTube. Or in my case, uh, you know, you end up getting your show out of the hands of the big corporate masters and go a more independent syndication route. I still have bosses, but I've got a hundred of them." I've got 100 different stations that have different opinions about how their programming should be. So if one of them drops off, it's not the end of the world. There's probably another one that's going to come on. Whereas if you've got that one axe man hanging over your head, that's a pretty dangerous situation to be in. So to decentralize, I think, is another way to put that. If you want your company to be sold, talk to 30 people and not just one. If you want a promotion, apply for a different job. You'll either get your promotion or you'll get a better job. In every situation you're in today, try to pick yourself where you can, or figure out how you can make a situation in which you are picking yourself. I think that's an interesting suggestion. 855-450-free to not put yourself into situations where you might be angry in the first place, or you might have a potential of getting angry. 855 free Your thoughts are certainly welcome. You can also bring up anything that you want. This is Free Talk Live coming up a libertarian restaurant?
2: I am so excited about Pork Fest this year. Pork Fest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire.
3: Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight.
2: Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom.
3: Mm, That's sounding pretty good to me.
2: Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see?
3: Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest.
2: While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest.
0: is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, one 450 3733 You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Julia. All right. So you can, of course, bring up anything you want. That's the point of the program. And, of course, we bring stuff to the table as well. Julia, you wanted to tell me about, and the audience as well, you, uh, the libertarian restaurant you've stumbled across?
1: (laughs) Well, it's not, I should disclaimer, it doesn't claim to be libertarian, but I thought it was interesting. I came across, I stumbled across it and I was just bored at work and I was reading this menu. So it's in Atlanta and I'm sure some of, if you have listeners in Atlanta probably know about it, Um, but this this restaurant has rules printed on their menu. And I just wanted to read some of the rules because I thought they were, A, amusing, and B, there's some very libertarian things in, in these rules.
0: And you're somebody who's worked in restaurants
1: for Yes, a if of years. you worked in restaurants, you will find these very funny. So there's, uh, these rules are printed on the front of the menu, like I said. So stuff you should know. Warning. The Vortex Bar and Grill is not politically correct. If you are easily offended, there's a good possibility that you will be offended here. We offer that ah, sounds
0: like the warning on my bulletin board system on freetalklive.com. dot com.
1: Yeah. I love it. I want to go, but I don't ever go to Atlanta, but maybe someday. Mm. We offer our customers delicious grilled animal products, a great selection of booze, and the option to smoke cigarettes. Consider yourself. That's, warned. That could
0: offend different types of people yes. right there.
1: Read the menu. Almost everything you could possibly need to know about our food and beverage selection is printed somewhere on our menu. Please read them thoroughly. If you ask us stupid questions, we will be forced to mock you mercilessly. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it gets better. Is They're- this for real? Yes, this is for real. This is a real restaurant. It was There's actually- real
0: photos of this? Like- yeah,
1: I'm at their website. Okay, all right. And... There, there was this restaurant that was actually featured on a TV show, which is why I... So you
0: know for sure it's yes, real. Yes, I know
1: for sh- a fact it is real. And I know someone who went there. Wow. With pictures, so yes. No whining.
0: <laughs> I'm vor- just trying to imagine... <laughs> uh just imagining the uh, the waitress uh, saying to somebody just mocking them well this
1: girl said that her server was really nice yeah that like they weren't really mocking (laughs) but they have the basically the backing like they can laugh at you i guess or they probably don't but wow um no whining the vortex bar and grill is not a public library it is a privately owned bar and we uh, and as such we enforce a very strict no whining policy we're sorry if you're offended by the obnoxious strippers sitting at the table next to you or if you feel that the music is too loud or the bar area is too smoky. But if you really need to have total control over your environment, then you need to stay home. Yep. I, oh, I love this. Idiot Free Zone. At the Vortex Bar and Grill, the customer is not always right.
0: Wow. We reserve nice. the right to
1: refuse service to anyone, especially if you th- we think you're a great big jerk. We strive to keep the Vortex the official idiot free zone at all times. So if you're acting like an idiot, we will be sure to let you know right before we throw you out. Outstanding. Smoking. The Vortex is proud to accommodate non-smokers and smokers alike, but in accordance with the Georgia Smoke Free Air Act of 2005, you must now be 18 or older to enter the Vortex at any time. If you cannot tolerate being around any type of smoke, we suggest you go somewhere else. If you are going to smoke, make sure you know where our designated smoking areas are. are.
0: Oh, this is like a this is like a badass kind of a website. I here. know, it and it's like very a biker fancy. Bar it does.
1: Uh, peak hours and seating. If we are on wait for tables, make sure to give your name to the host. This is the only way you will get a seat. We do not seat incomplete parties during peak periods. We know all your little tricks, too, so don't even try them. (laughs) If we are are very busy and you have finished eating and drinking, we may ask you to give up your table.
4: Mm, Don't
1: be offended because someday when you're waiting for a table, it will make you very happy. And don't ever come in here and start moving the furniture around like you own the place or we'll have to slap you like a redheaded step- stepchild. If your group has special seating needs, please see the manager and we will assist you. Really, we want to help.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Wow. The Vort- now, wait a minute. How long have these people been around? I wonder. They like- have
1: two locations in Atlanta. Huh.
0: Yeah, let's see. Let's see. Their website says since 1992. So, Because c- my suggestion might be, maybe they're too harsh. Maybe it's like some new website or some new restaurant. They're going to go out of business. Because most rest- restaurants, they're done in the first year. And then the rest of them, most of them go out of business within five years. Yeah, It's very difficult to stay in business as a restaurant. It's a very highly competitive uh, industry. And you don't make a whole lot of money at it either. Really, uh, the people that do best in restaurant work are the ones that are in it for the love of it. My boss, I worked for
1: a mom and pop um, Uh, like Italian restaurant. My boss used to say, if you want to make a million dollars in restaurants, you need to start out with two million. There you go. (laughs) So special orders and extras. The Vortex is a true short order kitchen and we will always try to prepare special orders whenever possible. If you order something that is not on the menu and we do make it for you, we will charge you whatever damn price we want and you will thank (laughs) us for it. If you request extra stuff, that's not a problem, but you will be charged for it. Hey, we don't get this stuff for free, you know. Right. Requested deletions will well, not reduce the price of any menu item. Tightwad. Uh,
0: nice. That's cool. <laughs> now, that kind of reminds me there was this place that opened up and I think they've closed down already uh, here in town that was actually weighing people's food. Like you would go in there and They you,
4: closed? I
0: thought I heard they they closed. Oh.
4: And
1: maybe
0: that's why they closed cuz you haven't been long, you know, in a recent I enough know, time. I know, but I don't to, really
1: eat sandwiches, <laughs> right. but
0: but yeah, it was an interesting idea. Yeah. Like you would oh, order, guy. you could order kind of a pre-made sandwich, and then it would be the the menu price. Or you could have them custom run your sandwich, and you literally would pay by the weight of the sandwich.
1: Yeah. So, because his theory was, if you get a bread bread and a piece of cheese, you should pay for bread and a piece of cheese. I
0: think that's really. Interesting. Like, yeah, I'd never heard of that before, and it seems so obvious. I mean, I guess I've heard of it in that, like, if you go to the grocery stores, they have the buy the pound buffets yeah. that you can get. But to, to actually have that at a uh, kind of a sit down, it wasn't a service place with with waiters or anything like that. It was you go up to the kind of the counter and order uh, what you were looking for. But to see it in that sort of a situation was unusual.
1: Yeah, I agree. I really liked that place. I didn't know it was. Closed. Sorry, I didn't mean to
0: bum you out. I just heard. I mean, I haven't been either, so. Anyway, all that aside, is there more uh, that you want to highlight from the menu of this place?
1: Sure. Um now there's strippers here,
0: like because it looks like there's girls on their website I that don't know. are in various states of uh, disrobe. I don't know. Like if you if you click the about page, that girl is topless. Oh. Yeah. But I mean you can't see you know the nips, but she's topless.
1: Tip or die. An eighteen percent gratuity may be ordered or added to your check if you're a party of six or more. If you think tipping is a scam... Oh, that's
0: interesting. Maybe. So they'll use their discretion.
1: If you think tipping is a scam, then buy yourself a TV dinner, stay home, and watch wrestling. Nice. Tipping is how our servers and bartenders make their living. This
0: is all on their menu. Yes. This thing there's, is like a
1: book. There's rules. I they I actually my friend went and she ha- took a picture of the menu and there's <laughs> rules on the front and it's it's I just think it's great. Wow. I, love
0: it. I mean, it really gives you something to look at while you're waiting for well, your food. Well, that's
1: what I thought was entertaining. I'm sure a lot of this is for humor. You know what I mean? Like but the rules are real, but they're obviously not yeah. going to slap you silly and they're not going right. to your waitress isn't going to mock you, but sure. But um, well maybe. Uh so, help us help you. If you ever feel that you've received substandard service, please notice by your manager on duty. We really want to know if a server sucks. Mm, for sure. Take out orders. At the Vortex, our dine-in guests are always our first priority, so be aware that we may suspend takeout orders during peak periods. Mm. When we are busy, and it seems like they're a restaurant that's really busy. That's sure. kind of the way they talk about it, and probably for this reason. Supposedly, they have the best burgers in Atlanta.
0: Do they let children in?
1: Uh, no, you have to be 18 because of the law. Oh, really? They said that. So that's
0: not just like into a bar area or a VIP no, area? No, in the order whole to place. enter the
1: restaurant, you get carded because the wow. Georgia passed a law that you have to be 18 to be in a smoking area.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yep, so that's actually kind of good. I don't want to be hitting a bunch of kids. No, no tables of kids. You get tables of strippers instead. Right. <laughs> when we are busy, we do not have time to wait while you ask every member of the secretary pool what dressing they want in their salad. So please have your order complete before you call us. Always check the contents of your order before you leave. We will not be responsible for errors after they how are much, removed from the premises. How much more is there? There's more.
0: Oh my goodness, eight five five. I won't read it all, but it's that's some more stuff worth reading. Sackel C A I toll free line here. Have you ever been to this place, The Vortex in Atlanta? It's the most explicit uh, menu I've ever heard. One eight five five. I'm still blown away by it. Eight five five four fifty three. The toll free number. Free talk line.
3: If you want to move to the free state, and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who is really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com
0: Talk Live. You can dial in toll free. Bring up anything you want. 855 453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 450 3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you find there. Lots of different stuff uh, awaits you and we give it all away. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. And also, Freetalk Live is brought to you by the Bitcoin. It is a very interesting currency. If you haven't taken the time to learn about it, you can go to weusecoins.org to learn more about bitcoins. It's a decentralized, meaning it's not a central bank, it is not a corporation, some sort of mega corporation. It's not even a mini corporation. It's a it's a completely decentralized open source currency and it works. It's fast, it's simple you have to do some learning there's a learning curve on this uh, and, and hopefully it'll become easier over time but the concept is pretty easy to get there is no central bank it's all distributed so there's no way to take it down they can't go to some vault and raid the money out of it there is no money it's just ones and zeros it's just code basically And it's amazing how it works. Go to WeUseCoins.org to learn more about it. And you can get your Bitcoins with cash as well through BitInstant.com in less than an hour. Deposit cash at any major bank and get your Bitcoins with that cash by visiting BitInstant.com. And once again, you can learn more about the Bitcoin at WeUseCoins.org. So as we continue here, sharing with you what may be the most libertarian, at least right on its face uh, sounding restaurant, that I have certainly ever heard of. And Julia, you came across this because a friend of yours actually went
1: there. Right. I saw this on an, a, an internet blog. Someone went there and they reviewed it and they took a bunch of pictures. And I guess um, it was on uh, like man versus food. They've got, oh gosh, they've got this sandwich. They took a picture. She, she, her boyfriend mm-hmm. ate it. So she took a picture of it. And it's like a bacon cheeseburger. But instead of the buns being buns, they're grilled cheese sandwiches. So it's basically like a heart attack. I forget what it's called. It's got a name that's like the double coronary bypass. Right.
0: Yeah, they've got something like that at KFC It's
1: 95 Oh yeah. gosh. It's that... like
0: two chicken patties and then between disgusting. it is a, is a
1: sandwich. <laughs> at least this has bread on the you know, like I feel like if you're gonna eat oh, a it does burger. Have bread. Yeah, yeah. Like... What do they
0: call that one? The double down, I think, at Ugh, KFC. That's it disgusting. looks horrifying.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you had
0: said this was like a really libertarian place, and of course, when you say that, you mean liberty-oriented or property rights-oriented. In fact, you're going to get into some more of their rules. Like when you get the menu at this place, there's a lot of rules. It's fairly verbose with a lot of stuff written down there about what you can and can't do in this place, and a lot of the themes sounded pretty like influenced by the ideas of freedom, Uh, and of course being free means you are free to set your own rules. So some people would argue that in a truly free society, there could be some areas in which there's more control. Simply because it's your, if it's your private property, you can admit whoever you want. Like in this case it's an 18 and up establishment, so no kids they allowed. They do that
1: because of the law though. Yeah, they but they say can, that's that. That's only cuz
0: they want to have uh, smokers in there. Yes, but if they that's thought true. if they thought families were more valuable than smokers, then they wouldn't, you know, they would do it differently, right?
1: They must, I mean, the majority of their uh, patrons must smoke or uh, the, the website. It does. Like you said, it looks like a biker bar. There's, I, there's a chick a,
0: with the top with right with the uh, cigarettes <laughs> sitting in a chair. Uh, so, and by the way, so I'm looking around on their website, the, the vortex bar and com, And under the about tab, there is links and then politics and education. And when you go there, you see interesting things like the Institute for justice, the Institute for humane studies, Cato Institute, Libertarian Party. Of course, I'm no fan of the Libertarian Party, but it gives you some idea yeah. of where these well, people see, are coming from. see, I didn't from. even
1: see that. I just read the rules. Yeah. And uh, you
0: completely extrapolated it from, yes, uh, from the Yes, and I
1: just, I, there's some things that I'm going to read here where they talk about property rights, and it, I was just blown away. Like, I can't believe this is on a menu somewhere. You All know? right, tell me so. about it. Okay, well, first I just wanted to read these some things from the Idiot Free Zone. All right. We really love and appreciate our good customers. They are the reason that we continually have success over the years. To make sure that we are ha- they it's are true. happy, we strive to keep the Vortex an official idiot-free zone at all times. So if you're acting like a great big jerk, we'll be sure to let you know right before you throw you out. Oh, Here's the lowdown on some of the idiots who don't last long at the Vortex. Amateurs. Some people can't seem to make the distinguish it between a public bar and their dingy apartment or frat <laughs> house. <laughs> when alcohol is added to the equation, the situation gets uglier. Amateurs oh, are drunken idiots who have no problem vandalizing, stealing, or destroying our property. It's easy to spot amateurs because they often make loud, hooting animal noises for no apparent reason. Wow. They don't seem to have any idea how pathetic their behavior is, but it's really obvious to everyone else. Hmm. News Splash for Amateurs. You're in luck because there are many other bars in town that cater to amateurs almost exclusively. (laughs) Would we prefer that you patronize those establishment? If you insist on making an idiot of yourself when you drink, then maybe you should only drink on St. Patrick's Day and New Year's Eve. These are official amateur nights. You will have lots of company. Tight asses. Tight asses are people who get offended by anything that doesn't fit their narrow view of life. Given the opportunity, these pinched-up petty tyrants would gladly <laughs> use the power of government to force their beliefs on you. This is on a menu. Wow. That's right. They know what's best for everybody. That's
0: incredible. So when you visit
1: the vortex, these idiots just can't help being upset by something. But worst of all, they actually believe we should alter our business to make sure because they are of never them. offended again. Right. News flash for tight asses. The Vortex is what it is. If you find our policies, our decor, or any other, other aspect of our operation offensive, you Go are free else. to take your business elsewhere. Yep. Just don't expect us wow. to beg you to stay or vow to change our evil ways. And
0: these guys have been in business since the early 1990s. For a restaurant, that's success. Uh, not only yeah. that, they've expanded to an, a different location. Have two. Uh apparently, you Apparently, know, according to their own website, they're very, very busy. And you, if you don't last more than five years in the restaurant business being crappy at what you do.
1: We don't care if we offend you. If you think it's awful, be sure to tell all your tight-ass friends how terrible we are because we don't want them spoiling our fun either. Wow. Moochers. These parasites have made a lifestyle out of trying to scam stuff for free from honest business owners. Mm-hmm. If we ever have Anyone legitimate Anyone who's worked
0: in retail knows the Moochers.
1: I love their news flash for the Moochers. It's very funny. If we ever have a legitimate mistake on a customer's order, we always do the best to correct the problem. Our good patrons understand this, but Moochers see this situation as an opportunity to demand something for nothing. News flash for Moochers. Take it somewhere else, scumbag. We are not in the habit of giving away free food or drinks to appease lowlifes. Mm. We do not play that game at the Vortex.
0: Right. They know that if they if they go to some place like the Olive Garden, for instance, some big uh
1: They're going to touch them. They
0: actually mention the Olive Garden? They don't
1: say the Olive Garden, but what they do say is, if you want something for nothing, you need to go to one of those multinational corporate chain restaurants and complain, because they seem to love that kind of BS.
0: That's how they handle it, At <laughs> it these is. big these big chains they uh they will give you a free meal if you complain about something and,
1: right. it's hilarious
0: and these guys have seen it all before, and they're sick and tired of it.
1: I don't know what I just did. I pressed a weird okay, they, i pressed a weird button and it
0: they yeah. know the they know the scams you know you've been in the you've been in the restaurant business long enough you you know what the scams, yeah. are. yeah, right.
1: So bullies, our staff is simply trying to earn an honest living, and we have a little fun along the way, too. When they are treated in a courteous manner by their customers, their customers are treated the same way in return. It's called mutual respect. Most people, decent people understand this concept, but these rude jerks can't seem to grasp it.
0: You put a different word in there. I did put
1: a different word in there.
0: (laughs) What was the other word? You don't have to say it, but what's it start with?
1: Well, it starts with a B, and I wasn't sure if it was radio-friendly.
0: Ah, 855-453. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Is it B that's pretty long? Yeah. Long word? Okay, gotcha. We're coming up. You take control here. This is Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free-market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. talk live you can bring up anything you want entirely and toll free at 855-453 have you ever been to a restaurant more explicitly liberty oriented shall we say or more explicitly i don't even we know they're liberty oriented from the links on their website but i don't know if that's how you want to describe them
1: well i don't i don't really get the 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 feeling that the like when you're in there you're like oh my gosh i'm in a liberty haven it's not like that but the rules, somebody who is clued into the liberty movement, there's key words that I'm hearing, like right. the force of government and it's, things like that, that I instantly was thought, oh my gosh, this has to be a libertarian.
4: Yeah,
0: it's such a strong affirmation of uh, a lot of the ideas we talk about on this show. Uh, property rights, for instance, you're going to get into some uh, references to property rights. We're talking about the, uh, the Vortex Bar and Grill, uh, which is apparently a place that only exists in Atlanta, Georgia. And they have a menu that has literally, I don't know, a th- couple thousand words within the first <laughs> two pages. I, I, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit there, but it's a lot of text, a lot of rules for uh, for people to read. And you'd think, well, with all those rules, you know, no one's going to come to your restaurant. But well, this really, is a successful place. There's only
1: one restaurant, and it's don't be an idiot, right? That or one rule, one that's, rule. that's their rule is don't no be jerks. an idiot. But they get into it. And it's funny because working in restaurants, they bring up things that people, obnoxious people, do. You know, they brought up um, the moochers, which was one of my favorites. Trying to scam a free this, meal. Right. And I used to work at a mom and pop restaurant, and that didn't fly there either. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you, what they do is they'll do something like you come back to the table and you say, How's your food? Oh, it's great. And then they eat the whole dish, and then they go, I didn't like it. I didn't like, like it. it. Exactly. And that, that's what these people are talking about. But. But if you work in a chain restaurant where they worship the ground you walk on and you get free gift cards for everything that goes wrong, I, don't, I had a really, really bad experience at Longhorn
4: okay. here in Keene. It's a steakhouse.
1: Multiple experiences. And I specifically asked, all I wanted was the answer to my question. Not, I said, I do not want a gift card. I do not want free stuff. All I want to know is what is your policy on this? They didn't answer the question and sent me a gift card.
0: (laughs) So we'll get back into that here. And if you've got an experience, maybe you've been to this Vortex place or maybe have you ever heard of a a restaurant that was any more explicit than these people? They really get uh, very explicit on what they think is appropriate as far as behavior from their customers. Right. Right and a lot of this stuff is unsaid at other restaurants or or you know in the, in the fantasy of the restaurant owner that they would never in, imagine uh, saying these things to customers like being very blunt with hey if you don't tip get the hell out of here yeah you know uh and and actually using profanity in some cases <laughs> on the uh, the menu uh 450 free is the number here also want to invite you if you have ever been somebody who's been the victim of an injustice and decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are too expensive, I'd like to invite you to learn more about jurisdictionary.com. It's the course for people who don't have attorneys and arms you with information on how to use the court's rules. And if you don't know their rules, you might as well be fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney, and you can grab their four CD course, which is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Online over at JurisDictionary.com, and get some free stuff too, like the weekly tips and tactics newsletters, free legal dictionary, free videos, and of course you can buy the course at JurisDictionary.com. Use their pull-down menu, select Free Talk Live, so they know they uh, that you heard about them from us at JurisDictionary. .com now there was a little more from this menu uh julia that you said you wanted to share with our right audience.
4: there's
1: actually a lot more and i skipped a bunch of it but i really wanted to read this last policy it's called okay. the vortex 86 policy and this is kind of what sealed the deal for me as far as knowing that they were libertarians property rights are the most basic of civil rights and are the cornerstone of our free society Yet bullies, busybodies, and other advocates of socialism have spent years <laughs> trying to blur the distinction between the concepts of open to the public and publicly owned. Mm, they do not mean yes. the same thing. Like most businesses, the this vortex... This is something
0: a lot of people are confused about. Yes. So it's interesting that it's well, on a I menu. Well, I think the
1: smoking laws are a perfect example of that. People think that they have a right to clean air right. in someone else's Anywhere house, essentially. Yeah. Um, like most businesses, the Vortex is operated on private property. When we open our doors to the public, we allow individuals' permission to enter our property if they so desire. But we do not grant anybody the right, right as in quotes, mm-hmm. to remain on the premises. Being a guest of any property owner is a privilege revocable at any time. Wow! If we do not appreciate someone's behavior while in the Vortex, as the property owner, we reserve the right to remove that person at our sole discretion. In other words... No one can force us to to put up with you if we think you're acting like a jerk. Right. In hospitality industry <laughs> terms, being asked to leave the bar, club, or restaurant is known as being eighty sixth. So if we toss your stupid butt out of the vortex for acting like an idiot, don't be telling us about your rights. Mm. Just yep. shut up and go get out. <laughs> Better yet, do us all a big favor and don't act like an idiot to begin with.
0: There you go. So Yeah, and the... Some people may be listening to this thinking, "Wow, it's really harsh." But on the other hand, what's wrong with what they're saying? Well,
1: and you know, I think in a restaurant this probably isn't as an, as a parent, but this seems more like a bar type atmosphere mm-hmm. and people can get very obnoxious when they're drunk. Oh yeah, for and sure. And I think it's really important in bars to have very strict rules about the way people are acting right. when they're consuming that much alcohol. I I do agree with that 100%.
0: But any old any any old way you slice it, just to have all of that out on Front Street like that, I think it's it's a very unique approach. Yeah, I've never heard of anything quite like it before, and I would love to uh, you know know more you know more about this and and whether or not uh, anyone else is doing this. Is this the only place in America that has such an explicit set of rules? Probably not, uh, but it's certainly the only time I've ever come across it, and it's really unique. Uh, thanks I, for sharing that.
1: Yes, I couldn't wait to. To tell you about it, when I found it earlier, I didn't right. expect to read it on the air. I just thought it was neat, but
0: yeah, and like well, like you said, uh, you didn't check their website, you didn't find the the links, but yeah, they've, they've got a links section on their website that makes it really clear what their uh, their viewpoint well, is. My and there's with well, the first uh, one of the first warnings you read earlier in the hour when we started talking about this was like you might be offended by the opinions you hear at the vortex.
1: Yeah. Well, my friend, her review was you know there's all these rules, and she posted a picture of the rules. And she wrote, but, you know, once you get past the rules, the food was good. And, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So she she's not a libertarian. She didn't even pick up on that. She didn't, you know, she Property, was just like, rights. she probably thought it was neat, funny, uh, you know, like weird, whatever. Well, that's but she cool, likes though, that, the
0: food. Well, right. And, and if people look at it and they think it's neat or funny or weird, at least they're, they're getting ideas kind of slipped in. Like, even if they don't realize how profound or important those ideas are, they're legitimate and you accept them to some extent by being there right so i think it's really cool it's a cool way to kind of you know get the ideas of, of freedom property rights in this in this case more specifically property rights not really advocating the freedom to do what you want as so long as you don't harm anyone else those aren't the rules of this private property the but they, rules are very specific here
1: but they do mention you know that the busybodies they like to use the force of, force of government it's true they
0: do have some explicitly Pro-liberty statements.
1: Uh, what do they call it, Their narrow-minded view of the world, to force their narrow-minded view of the world on everybody.
0: Right, and uh, we had an issue over at the uh, Shire Society Forum, which kind of uh, reminds me of some of this, in that somebody was complaining on the forum... And the, the Shire Society is a kind of a an idea of encouraging people to withdraw their consent from the government's coercive society and join a, a peaceful, consensual, voluntary society and to actually move together with other people that are doing that uh, here in the Shire. And so the forum exists for the purpose of furthering that community and for the purpose of uh, focusing on activism, liberty-oriented activism. And the forum makes it very clear when you sign up that's what the intention of the forum is. So much like this restaurant, there's an agreement yeah. that you're agreeing to when you go in. And still, somebody, you know, now and then, somebody will show up on the forum and say something like, Well, what do you mean there's no free speech here? How come I can't just talk about anything I want? Some guy was uh, was there a few days ago saying that, well, he should be able to, if you're all about freedom... Then he should be able to just post whatever he wants on the forum
1: there was an incident in Keene at a you know just a hangout location, and um, I saw a lot of people saying things like when there was a question'll be." behavior there was people saying things like but what about liberty and it was the same thing where you know liberty means more rules in a lot of cases well,
0: right your freedom to set rules for your property and that can mean there's quite a variety of
3: uh, options out there I like choices more coming up free talk live
0: this is free talk live you can dial in toll free bring up anything you want 855-453 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-855-450-3733 you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and we give you the features there uh so enjoy them on us over at freetalklive.com And uh, like all websites, it is private property in that somebody pays for it, even though it's free to you and open to the public. Ultimately, there is a set of rules like we don't want spam. So there are certain rules in place that uh, help protect us against spammers. Because if it was all about freedom, then anybody would be able to post their Rolex watch ads and their penis pump ads and whatever other ads they wanted to all over our website. And sorry, that's not what it's all about. You know?
1: I like to say that uh, manners, etiquette, its and rules are more important in a liberty community than in our current community. I guess. What do you mean? Well, I think that uh, one of the biggest, most important parts of the liberty philosophy is personal responsibility. So I think that being able to behave properly is really important. I mean, if you want to be able to pitch this idea to people, you know, you need to be able to show people that we're not just a bunch of unruly jerks. You know, we have standards and we, we behave well, despite the fact that government isn't here to tell us what to do. That's
0: a tough. That can be a tough uh, position to come from sometimes, though, because sometimes what you consider to be a good behavior isn't necessarily what other people consider to be good behavior. So, for instance, smoking cannabis uh, in public, a lot of people are upset by that. Well, uh, public
1: property wouldn't exist, though, in that magic liberty society, right?
0: This is true. In a truly property rights-oriented place, uh, there would be no commons. But there would be proper different types of property. There would be property that was very exclusive, like this club you're talking about here, this restaurant, uh, The Vortex in Atlanta, where they're excluding people from uh, under the age of 18. So you can exclude people in that way, but you can also have a very inclusive property. There's no reason why you couldn't have a, a piece of property that you opened to and called it a commons. It would ultimately be you But know, you could
1: still set rules for it you, if you there could. were things that like I think uh you know in a lot of common areas sex in public is something most people don't want to see, so most people, you know, would probably implement those kind of rules on their On their property that they open to the public, like a park, for example, is what I'm thinking of specifically.
0: Right. I I think that most park owners would not want to have littering at their park, for instance. Uh, I think there's a lot of reasonable rules. But what I was saying is that with private property, you can still have, in theory, a commons. Like, if I wanted to set up a a plot of land and say, hey, go to it, do whatever you want on there, it would be my property, so I could allow that to happen. And similarly, since, uh, you know, for instance, you take like a downtown Main Street uh, kind of a place where you've got you could in theory have different property owners next door to one another and different uh, opinions about what is appropriate so some property owner might be completely cool with people smoking right outside the front door of his property a lot of people would say that's you know completely unattractive and that you don't want to have like your employees on a break out in front of the property smoking cigarettes you know
1: i work um in a place that is a tobacco free campus is what they call it mm-hmm. and you cannot smoke cigarettes on on the campus at all. It is prohibited. And those cigarette smokers will walk as far as they can, you know what I mean, down the street basically and smoke, but they're not allowed to smoke. You're not allowed to smoke on outside the doors or anything like it. So
0: each property owner would be able to make their own decision about that, and then whatever works best in the marketplace would be likely what was most chosen most often. But there always will be niches. There will always be special locations and special businesses that cater to a certain select audience and that they're okay with that. And this is a company that is okay with that, The Vortex, which we've been talking about here. Very, very select in who they want to deal with. If you're too drunk, they don't want you there. If you're going to be a scam artist trying to mooch, they don't want you there. And that's okay. And they're doing well, actually. Yes. They're thriving after, you know, being a restaurant business. To be in the restaurant business for 20 20 years
1: so 1992
0: uh, 1990. to 2012. Yeah. So to be in a restaurant business for 20 years is an incredible success And they opened up a story. second
1: location, right. which says that they're doing well.
0: It doesn't always say that, that you're doing no. well, but uh, I mean, like for instance, a lot of companies will get into debt even further to open up a second location, but in the restaurant business, that's generally a good sign. Yeah. Uh, so... Your thoughts certainly welcome here, 855-450-FREE. That is the, uh, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Whether you want to talk about property rights or maybe some other restaurant with unique rules or any business type uh, that's got a unique kind of set of rules that you've never really seen before. And I think that uh, rules can be valuable, but you, people can go too far with them too. you know. And if someone goes too far with a set of rules, then you in the marketplace get to decide whether or not to give them your business. If you feel like a business is too restrictive, then don't go there. And then see if they make it. Because if they're restricting too many people and their, their niche is too small, then they're going to end up having to close their doors.
1: And or a lot of businesses change their do. policies.
0: That's true. And that's one of the nice things about business is, as compared to, say, the government is that business can change on a dime. Like you know, if they need to change tomorrow, they can just have a meeting or do whatever they need to do to make, make a policy change. Yeah.
1: Well, I imagine, and I don't know the history of this bar at all, so I'm just speculating. But I imagine the Vortex Bar and Grill. It says that they have the best burgers in Atlanta, and they've won some awards for that. Mm-hmm. I imagine they probably just started out as like a biker style burger joint. You know what I mean? Maybe with a bar, and that was kind of the atmosphere. And they, I like I doubt that the first day they opened up, they had all these rules. They just kind of went that direction. But that's just my guess.
0: Well, they do have uh, an about a brief history of the vortex on their website. Uh, It says that they opened in 1992 in Atlanta's Midtown neighborhood when the area was still underdeveloped and considered to be a little sketchy. Through hard work and perseverance, the little family-owned corner pub earned a reputation for serving the best burgers in town, offering a selection of booze. In addition to their food, the owner's offbeat humor and large collection of kooky decor became hallmarks of this new hangout. Because the siblings refused to tolerate what they called jerks and idiots in their establishment, the Vortex also gained notoriety for its unconventional, no nonsense sense approach to customer service so it sounds to me like it was like that right out the gate i mean they don't specify what their menu looked looked like right. from the from day one but i mean if that's in the first paragraph of the history about your restaurant referencing being in 1992 that i'm gonna extrapolate from that that these guys have always been pretty out on front street about their their policies
1: and I think I that's know. outstanding. Oh, yeah. It's great. I love it.
0: And it's working for them. So good for them.
1: 855 450 free.
0: The toll free number here. Again, you know, we can talk to you about property rights or whatever might happen to be on your mind. Uh, but we're also, you know, looking at what some businesses allow and and what they don't. One of the things that we're seeing these days as uh, having a lot of acceptance thus far, and that's because the government hasn't gotten involved, is the uh, the e cigarette. A lot of people are switching to e-cigarettes so they can be in a restaurant again and actually satiate their nicotine habit without having to use a cigarette. And thus far, the government people haven't really been cracking down. I heard that I, Boston, in a couple
1: places right. they have, and it, I think it's. I mean, the, the other cities will follow suit eventually. They just haven't caught on yet. That's. I. I hope it doesn't happen, but I. The I think you probably right about that
0: and and they are slow the yeah. government is slow at uh, at catching on to a new trend and so hopefully it'll be you know another 10 years before they get around to this but then i don't know. i don't know what to expect like you said some cities have already done it and inevitably a lot of other governments are looking at them to see what happens uh and if they get away with it then somebody else is going to try it and so on and so forth but ultimately you know we would like to get to a point where people do have true property rights and you do get to set your own rules. And I think that extends to something that most people don't think of. And that is getting rid of things like health code permits. Because you know the people running this bar are still completely permitted. They've got their liquor license. They've got their health code permit. And that's because, like any business owner, they're scared sless of the fact that the government's going to come in there and raid their location. The There was a news story here in Keene, actually, just uh, I think over the weekend. At one of the local clubs, the Liquor Commission, thugs came in there and actually started a fight.
1: Well, I would like to point out that that bar is a fight every night. So No doubt. No doubt. I mean that bar has a reputation where all the jerks go and there's always fights at that bar.
0: They're dealing with a bar full of drunken louts, no doubt about it, but all that said, there wasn't a fight until the liquor commission guys showed up and started to cause trouble. So business owners are rightfully scared of these people. They are scary. They can shut you down and they can charge you with a felony. I was looking at the uh, the laws because, you know, in reference to this liquor commission story. And they're written to the point where, at least here in New Hampshire, it's probably like this in a lot of places, where if you give a beer to somebody, it's a felony.
1: What if, if you don't have a license? Oh, OK. Wait. Meaning
0: if you give a beer to somebody, it's a felony. Oh,
1: huh. Well, I've committed many felonies then. Right.
0: It doesn't mean they're necessarily prosecuting people for that.
1: My understanding is that New Hampshire has the liquor laws that are on the books for New Hampshire go back to when Prohibition first ended, and they have been that way ever since, and they really haven't loosened up. I
0: bet you're right about that. 855 free, the toll-free number. At least we don't have any dry counties, at least that I know of. There are still some places in America that are like that. You can't even buy it. Really? That's right. <laughs> you didn't know about that? It's true. of course, what happens in dry counties? People drive to the next county so they can buy alcohol there and then drunkenly, likely, drive back. Great idea. 855-453, our uh, 855-453, our three is next. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll free at 855 450 free as we launch here into the second hour, third hour rather, of the show. Tonight it's Ian here with you. And Julia. 1 450 3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features we have waiting for you there. You can interact with the site and enjoy it for free. Once again, Free Talk Live. Dot com. You can actually control the content of the site as well. So if you find something online that you think is interesting, you want to share it with the rest of our listeners, you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. And then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestions. So head over to freetalklive.com and get interactive. And as usual, there's all kinds of, all kinds of interesting stuff on the front page of our site. And one of those things is uh, the news about DNA sampling. Yes, it's coming to a state near you, at least if your uh, the uh, political jurisdiction in which you live is New York, which figures the Empire State would be one of the first on board with this. Early on Thursday, Mark uh, lawmakers in New York approved a bill that will make the state the first to require DNA samples from almost all convicted criminals. So a lot of these state databases, as is pointed out here, uh, collect DNA samples from felons, but what's remarkable about—remarkable rather—in this, according to NPR, what's remarkable about the New York bill is it would expand the state's database to include DNA from people convicted of almost any crime, even misdemeanors as minor as jumping over a subway turnstile. Donna Lieberman, the director of the New York Civil Liberties Union, is concerned the strain of all that additional DNA—the strain of all that additional DNA—will overwhelm the state crime labs that handle it. She might be right about that. I mean, the state doesn't exactly scale up very well. They're not as nimble as a market organization. So, No,
1: they would probably have some meetings, right? Uh, what do they call them? Task force? No, whenever they try to do something. like I was thinking specifically of um, the prison here when they, they were having a series of meetings to figure out what was going to be done with the old prison and it was just such a long arduous oh, process oh so brutal and they just
0: can't they can't do anything quickly they can't do it efficiently and so i think she's probably right it may overwhelm the state crime labs but all that said it'll just give an ex- it'll give an excuse to you know double or triple the staff yeah make, increase the size of bureaucracy She says instead of helping us solve crimes, this may result in the conviction of innocent New Yorkers. What we've seen in other jurisdictions is that when you engage in the massive expansion of a database like that, there are shortcuts that are taken, and there's negligence, there's fraud and contamination, and it's really an enormous hurdle for defendants. The bill's authors did exempt minor marijuana convictions from the DNA reporting requirement, but its backers... Say and this is including the Citizens Crime Commission of New York City. Say there's a good argument for including even the most minor offenses in the database. They say, and this is Dick Aborn, the spokesman for this group. He says we know from lots of studies and lots of data now that violent criminals will often begin their careers as nonviolent criminals. And the earlier you can get a nonviolent criminal's DNA in the data bank the higher your chances are of apprehending the right person.
1: They all probably started out doing a lot of things that other people do, like eating ice cream. Or, I mean, what is the name of this logical fallacy?
0: Oh boy, I don't know. I'm
1: terrible at the logical fallacies, but I know it is one. So someone should call in and can
0: you explain the logical fallacy a little further? Like, gosh, Um, tell me more about it. Like, what, what do you, what is the logic that is that is failing? Oh,
1: okay. I thought you wanted me to explain the causation is not.
0: Causation mm-hmm. is not causation, or wait. right. Like just because correlation is not causation.
1: Yeah, I think that's the one. Just because the person uh, smoked, some people that mm-hmm. do commit crimes also got in trouble for smaller crimes. Crimes, right. I should say, not really crimes. Like pot smoking doesn't mean that everyone who smokes pot is going to commit a crime.
0: Well, and why not just go to the next step? And and how far are we away from them going to the next step? Which will be, of course, you'll have to give a DNA sample to get a driver's license. Or they'll take a DNA sample from you when you're born. It's not that far away now, right? No. Because if you look at the numbers of people that have been in the justice, the criminal justice so-called system, they're tremendous. This country has more than anybody else, any other country around the world. This that country, fact
1: alone, it bothers me that people don't think like... Because to me, that's a pretty well-known fact. I mean, maybe it isn't, but even before in your circles, I was in... Maybe. But even before I was involved in the liberty community, before I even knew anything about liberty, I knew that we had more people in jail than other countries. Yeah. So to me, that's just kind of a known fact. And it says something really concerning.
0: I think you're right about that. And I think it's only a matter of time before they expand this out. And that's what they're doing. This is what government does. They expand. They get bigger. The the program was originally, we're going to take DNA, but only from felons. And now it's, we're going to take DNA, but... Only from criminals. And before you know it, it'll be everybody. Mm -hmm. Says here that uh, maybe why the bill has enjoyed the support of district attorneys all across the state. Aborn says the bill's authors did a good job of making sure the defense lawyers will have access to the database, too. And he points out that DNA can be used to prove innocence as well as guilt. DNA, uh, they say, is the 21st century fingerprint. But as I recall, it's not perfect. And there have been mistakes.
1: I don't know much about it at all.
0: According to, uh, let's see, Assemblyman Joseph Lentil of Brooklyn, who co-sponsored the bill, he says that if you've committed a crime and you get into the database, all this does is put you in the database and it will sit there forever so long as you don't commit another crime. Nobody's going to use it, he says. No health agencies are going to have access to it. Oh, Really? Well, didn't they say that when the social security number came out that it wouldn't be used for identification purposes? In fact, didn't it say that on the social security card that people were issued?
1: Yep. Yeah, I believe it did. Huh. You can't get a job without a social security number now.
0: Pretty much no, unless you can't it's completely get it under on, the table. Yeah. So, do you really believe these people when they, oh, no! nothing's going to be done with this information? No, no, no. We're not going to round up Muslims or anything like that. We would never round people up and put them into camps. Sure, we did it back in the 1940s. We mean the U.S. federal government when they rounded up people during World War II. hmm Oh, yeah, we did it back then, but it was necessary. But trust us, this time around, we're really honest. We're really honest people, and you can trust—you trust the government, don't
1: you?
2: Of
0: no. course, what are you really going to do about it, right? How are you going to stop this from happening?
1: Don't get caught doing crimes, right?
0: Well, there's that. But so many people get caught because there's so many things that are a crime I know. these days. And so they're kind of, they're going through with this. I mean, it, it, okay, I don't know if it's been signed by the governor, but this is the kind of thing that's going to get signed. I mean, it's all the prosecutors are in favor of it. The police are probably in favor of it. Why wouldn't they be? Right. So why would the politicians go against what the prosecutors and the police want? They do everything, almost everything the prosecutors and police want. So what is the way that you can stop this from happening? Because I can tell you, New York State, you're not going to stop it. The only way to stop something like this is to get people together, I think. To get them together and get them active and work towards more freedom. Because if you don't turn the government around, this is what happens. And I don't even know if you can turn the government around, but darn it, we're trying our best here in New Hampshire, and there have been some liberty-minded people who have been elected to state House representative seats, and the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance has been grading different bills and Haven't rating the have there been reps. liberty
1: people who have been elected that turned out not to be very liberty-oriented?
0: Well, it— I don't I'm know. I'm
1: asking I'm asking because I'm just curious. I'm not Are you do accusing. you mean free staters
0: or do you yeah. mean like so-called liberty people? Or
1: maybe I don't know. I've heard things like there's certain people who have gotten into office and have not been what they said they might have been.
0: Honestly, I don't know. There's been at least a dozen of them that have been yeah. elected and I haven't followed I was just each curious. One of them. I haven't followed each one of them closely. I know that uh, Mark Warden is elected, and he's awesome. I mean, he comes out to the 420 celebrations, and he's really, you know, a hardcore Liberty principle dude. Um, I know he got elected, and he's great. Honestly, I don't know much about uh, all of them. So I know that I brought up Secession once and tagged a couple of them on Facebook, and they were like, no, we don't need to secede. So they don't agree on everything. And we certainly know that within the so-called Liberty community, there are people that believe in smaller government and those people are likely not going to agree with me on some things because i don't think any level of coercive apparatus is necessary and some people still haven't gotten past that idea so i would disagree with them on some of those things i'm sure and if everybody if somebody believes in small government except on one issue then you get a real problem where they end up tending to focus on that one issue instead of focusing on more freedom 855 free so i think yours is a legitimate concern and maybe you'll look into it and find out More coming up here it's free talk live Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. Is free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855 free the SACL CAI toll-free line. one 450 3733 Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there. Again, freetalklive.com features include the Shrine of Female Listeners, dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of this program, shrine.freetalklive.com. will take you there. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. By the way, there's another alternative uh, currency out there you want to consider. We talked about the Bitcoin earlier, but there's one that goes back a lot longer. In fact, way, way back in time. Gold and silver, hard metals, real value. These are great ways for you to hedge your bets against inflation. Because you can count on inflation. I mean, the government is going to keep printing money. As long as there's a big government around and wars that they're fighting, they're going to keep printing money. And the more they print money, the more they inflate the money supply, the more more valueless, the less valuable your dollars become. So what do you do about that? Well, if you're... Some sort of brilliant investment advisor who's really practiced in that sort of thing. Maybe you can go and invest them somewhere and somehow better, get a better rate of return on your investments than is the rate of inflation. That's a possibility. But I'm not that guy. And I don't know about you. I'm not that guy. So for me, I like to keep it simple. And I can tell you that gold and silver, more specifically silver, it's more my price range, uh, these things have historically held their value So you look at silver or gold, for instance, you look at what it can buy today versus what it bought, say, 100 years ago or even just a few decades ago, you'll find that over time it stays generally consistent. They say, for instance, that uh, like a dime, a silver dime might buy you a gallon of gas and it might have bought you a gallon of gas dozens of years ago as well because the value of silver tends to rise when inflation happens. Since inflation is an increase in the money supply, it means that there's more dollars chasing around the same amount of goods. That's why you see the dollar value of silver go up or gold go up over time, but yet it's still about the same value in the marketplace. They say a a suit of fine suit of clothes would have cost you an ounce of gold. You know, hundreds of years ago. And then a hundred years ago it still would have cost you an ounce of gold, and today it still would cost you an ounce of gold. These sorts of examples. So it's a good idea to have these things, these hard metals. You can go to silver.freetalklive.com and you can get your hands on some handpicked gold and silver pieces. And it's with a group called Midas Resources. And they're behind the Genesis Communications Network, which is behind Free Talk Live. They're, that's the company that helps syndicate this show Out on different radio stations across the country. So when you buy through uh, silver.freetalklive.com, you're not only helping Free Talk Live, but you're also helping the company that gets Free Talk Live out there. And you're getting the gold and silver you're looking for at a competitive price. So go and check it out for yourself. Or call them at 877-857-9938. That's silver.freetalklive.com, 877-857-9938. We're talking about New York, uh, not just New York City, but New York State. Passing, uh, this is the House of Representatives there, passing a bill that will make it so they will be taking DNA samples from almost everyone who is convicted of a crime. There's going to be maybe a couple of carved out exceptions for marijuana possession. But besides that, you get arrested for misdemeanor trespass. You'll have your DNA taken from you. And there's some really creepy things going on out there. You've got drones coming soon to a city near you.
1: I agree that it's very creepy, but I would... How many people get charged with misdemeanor trespass besides you? you you'd be surprised. Is this surprised. a common... I'm just... I'm really curious. Is this a common charge or is this something that they've gone after you because you've been targeted?
0: Well, I bring it up because obviously I have experience with it personally, but uh, in the in the case of misdemeanor trespass, there are probably a bunch of cases of people like with domestic incidents where you got some guy or girl who's had a trespass order issued against them and they come back to get their stuff at their house or you know they somehow violate that trespass order. A lot of these things aren't hard to violate. So I I don't know, Julia. You'd have to sit in, a, in an arraignment for several weeks in a row to try to get some idea of how many of these cases there are or perhaps pay the bureaucrats to run a report for you and give you that, that information. I'm sure the information is available. You just have to run through the bureaucratic hoops to get your hands on it. No, thanks. So they're going to be, uh, you know, be cataloging more people, and you're going to have drones in the sky. You're, you've got uh, video cameras popping up everywhere. There was a news story recently out of Chicago about how they're going to install another thousand or so cameras in their city. And it's creepy. It is creepy. And just uh, was it last week? I think we were talking about the story out of Great Britain where if you stop at a gas pump and you need to fill up. And they run your plate. They're going to have cameras at every gas pump. They're going to run your plate. And if your plate doesn't match up with having an insurance policy, you will not be vended gas.
1: Wow. It's
0: just example after example after example black of how— Black market
1: gas station.
0: Well, you probably will end up seeing black market gas. But it's, that's a pretty tightly controlled situation. And it's pretty unlikely that the black market gas station is—they're You know, they're obviously not going to be able to advertise themselves. So the average person is not going to know about right. that— uh, and their they're friend gonna be is just
1: going to have to get them gas. They're
0: going to be caught those in little red jugs. Well, that was one of the questions that we asked was, well, how are they going to stop people from filling up red jugs? What are they going to do then? Yeah. What will happen there? Uh, so who knows? I'm sure the control freaks have a plan for dealing with that. But you just look around and look at these news stories and maybe you're lucky. Maybe you're like us and you don't live in one of these big cities where these things are happening. But you should still be concerned for it.
1: I got some lemonade the other day. From a saw, ch- from yeah, child-selling lemonade? Child. Oh, yeah. I turned around. I was like, ooh, illegal lemonade.
0: Well, Is I it mean, illegal
1: in New Hampshire?
0: I, I don't think that you have as much trouble in New Hampshire yeah. as you do in, in some other places for stuff like that. There actually are rules, I think, within the city limits here in Keene that say that you can run a home business from your, from your house. But the issue is you can't have a whole lot of traffic coming day in and day out. So, I think if it 's a one off lemonade stand, they 'd probably leave you alone but if you uh, if you went out and set up pink, a lemonade stand every day lemonade. if you were If you were selling lemonade every day and somebody complained about it, I wonder what they would do
1: Well, these little girls were very excited, and I would have been very sad if a cop came and told them all six of them there was a whole bunch of them and uh they they were they were so happy that I bet I you came if, to buy lemonade
0: I bet you if the activist set up a lemonade stand, it would go down pretty fast. <laughs>
1: That's because they hate you.
0: Well, right, because they don't like uh, people challenging their system.
1: No, because you have poked the bears too many times. Right, it's called challenging you. their system. They're coming they after they you. They don't like
0: it when people challenge the status quo. So, of course, they come after you. Yeah, they were by here banging on the doors the other night. That's creepy. And f- shining flashlights in the windows.
1: On this side or the on, other but side? The whole,
0: the whole house. Hmm. Yeah, really creepy stuff. And when I checked the, uh, the police log just to see what was entered. It said police information. It didn't say noise complaint. So they have noise complaints that come in and those are listed as noise complaints. And so there's this uh, cop that, uh, that I know of. He doesn't live around here, but he says that usually when it says police information, it means someone ratted you out. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means somebody, you know, claims they smelled something or what, um, Anyway, I don't feel like calling them to talk to them about it. 855-453 is the toll-free number here. one 855 But yeah, you can't tip over the apple cart and expect people uh, inside the system to not get upset about it. So that's what's going to happen. And so that's why we need more people to be here to uh, to help with activism. Because the more people we have, the more distributed the efforts, the more difficult it is for them to target one person or another and make a huge we More coming up. You can take control here. 855-453. Newspapers. They're dying. Coming up. talk live you can bring up anything you want toll free at 855-453 that's the sacl c-a-i toll free line and joining you here tonight it's ian and julia inviting you to our website over at freetalklive.com news updates are available you can get signed up and follow us via email twitter facebook whatever way works best for you so head over to news.freetalklive.com get signed up there Uh, Not looking good for U.S. newspapers. We can tell you more about that. And we'll also, of course, take your phone calls about anything that might happen to be on your mind. That is the point of this radio program. So over the weekend, we talked, uh, for those of you who are tuned into the Saturday Night Show, there was quite a bit of discussion about uh, marijuana legalization and and drug decriminalization uh, as well, which, of course, Julia, I know this is a a favorite topic of yours.
1: I love drugs.
0: And as uh, you know, as... It's one of my favorite topics as well. Uh, I really think that it's so important that people know about this issue, that they become informed uh, regarding drug prohibition. And what was really refreshing is I I call radio stations for my daily job. That's what I do for the show during the daylight hours. And I had a program director comment to me that he'd heard the discussion and he loved it. So it's 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 nice to yeah. be appreciated to, when you're having a discussion about drug well, legalization.
1: Drug legalization is something that is slowly becoming more acceptable. I think um, the internet obviously has a huge. Uh, that's pretty much the reason, right? Is because the information can spread far and wide. But I'm sure you've seen the twenty that tw- that uh, BBC made a list of twenty drugs and they ranked them
0: in the severity of their social right.
1: And and that was put together for a Thanks. some sort of a council of pol- retired politicians and things mm-hmm. like that that came together to right. talk about whether or not these drugs should be legal. And to me, the fact that they're even talking about it is it's a step in the right it's direction. It's a step in the right direction.
0: And uh, and on that list, by the way, is heroin and alcohol were the top two, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Um, alcohol was not number two, was but it? it was up there. It was up there. What no was number
0: two? Like barbiturates? Probably
1: something like that. Let's go
0: to Mickey. He's in Huntsville listening to WBHP. Mickey, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Yeah, thank you. Uh, the, uh,
1: the best reason that I can think of for legalization of drugs is uh, well, things I've seen in life over the years. And that it's, it's
0: too easy, the way things are going, to walk into something, like say you're just going shopping in a mall or in a restaurant or a lounge or wherever you're going out here,
1: your parks or anything, Something is going down out in the open like that to try to hide around. You see it, Dex, you don't pay any attention. But those people may think that you're going to tell them. They track you down somewhere and kill you, man.
0: Well, yeah. So I A mean, lot really some... of innocent people can wind up dead. And how many times does that happen? Absolutely. Or you could get hell up at Knife Point uh, just to get some money for somebody's next crack fix or whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of violence that's associated with the black market. And Mickey, as always, thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So that's a real concern. And that's what happens in the black market.
1: I actually had a friend here yesterday from uh, Boston, and um, she... Somehow we got talking about drug legalization, and she does drugs. She's a regular person. She doesn't know much about liberty, really, or my philosophy. I think she's probably heard little bits and pieces, but we were talking about drug legalization, you know, and, and she seemed to be almost maybe a little bit battling internally, kind of just not, not, not really having an issue coming to terms with it, but just having never really heard somebody say, I think we need to legalize all really? drugs. Incredible. She never heard someone say that before? She might, but I don't think it's anything that she's ever really had a serious conversation with. You know what I mean? It's just not... I mean, she does drugs, and she's had a good experience with drugs, and... So she's
0: not one of those drug users who wants to keep it illegal? Because those people exist. I
1: think that she wasn't... You know, she was kind of on the fence, like, maybe... But, you know, we were just talking about it, and she said, well you know, what about these drugs? And there's like heroin, for example, that's a big one. A lot of people say,
0: they'll bring that one up. Sure. Right. Or meth.
1: Right. You shouldn't, these shouldn't be legal, but I love this example. There is one place in the world. I believe it's in the, the Netherlands where they have a government legalized heroin program and it, it's government sponsored. But you, if you're a heroin addict, you apply for the program and they give you legal heroin. Um, their crime, I think it was like 80%, their crime like robberies and things like that, they had a huge heroin problem.
0: Meaning it dropped 80%? It
1: dropped 80%, and there are plenty of addicts who say, you know, now they work, they're, they're still addicts, they still have problems mm-hmm. like alcoholics, but they can function in society, they're not living in the streets, they're or not in a spreading disease.
4: Right.
0: So there's huge, huge advances that are made by experiments like that. Now, obviously, we don't support the government buying drugs for people. But if you go and you look at Portugal, for instance, where they've had decriminalization for the last decade, there have been some really amazing changes there. In that one of the more notable ones is the number of addicts has dropped in half. And that's not because a bunch of addicts are getting overdosing and uh, on legal drugs or anything like that. It's just because if they're not illegal, people are more likely to seek help. And it, they can.
1: Well, that's one of my biggest concerns is that, you know, drug use, especially intravenous drug use, is so. I mean, d- needle drug users are like lepers. It's just not, it's mm. looked down on. It frightens people, it grosses people out. It's and creepy. you can understand why. Uh, You know, and I don't ever, I've never seen someone shoot up. I don't want to see someone shoot up. That's not, and and I think it's gross too, but, but these people, they have problems and they have a burden that's so heavy and like, who can Mm. they talk to about it? You know, everybody looks down on you. So as a society, we need to embrace them in that we need to, you know, make it a comfortable place where they can appropriately get help.
4: Right. Uh,
0: Being afraid is not going to help.
1: No, not at all. And feeling stuck is a a huge issue, too. They get so stuck in that lifestyle mm -hmm. that they feel like they can't get out. It's heartbreaking to me.
0: And the, the current situation is not one that's based in compassion. It is one that's based in punishment. And it doesn't work. I mean, anybody that has ever been to jail or prison knows that drugs are available in there. So you can't stop people from getting these things. So you have to accept that people are going to do drugs, even if you don't agree with people doing drugs. And if you are somebody who doesn't agree with people doing drugs, I might ask, do you drink coffee or alcohol? But that aside, uh, even if you alcohol. don't agree with people doing drugs, you have to allow them to because they're going to anyway. And if you accept the idea that they're going to do them, then you can come at that from a different perspective. You can come at it from, come at that if you see it as a problem. And I think abuse is a problem. I don't think that reasonable use of a lot of recreational drugs is necessarily a problem. But I think that uh, abuse is always an issue. And you can come at them from a a position of compassion and being willing to help as long as they want the help. Don't force it on them because that's not going to help them. You know, If you want to quit smoking cigarettes, you've got to want to quit smoking cigarettes. You can't just have somebody force you to quit. Like like somebody went to jail. uh, For instance, you go to jail. A lot of these guys are in there. They want cigarettes really bad. And you'd think, well, after two months of being in jail or three months of being in jail, you haven't smoked a cigarette. Presuming you aren't getting them on the inside. Uh, but if you go through that time, a lot of them, first thing they do when they get out, go and smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Or they're getting cigarettes delivered to them when they're out on work crew or whatever.
1: Well, so you can't
0: force someone to a stop. A lot
1: of these uh, programs like where, like the methadone and stuff where people can kind of try to get off heroin. There's a couple of them. Suboxone is another one. They have waiting lists. They're only mm. available. The, the The Suboxone doctors are very... Very regulated, and so it's
0: like heroin, though, right? The Suboxone stuff.
1: Uh, Suboxone's a little different. I methadone. Because I heard the guys talking about
0: shooting those up in jail too.
1: I think it's methadone is different. Suboxone's a little different, but either way, it helps people get off. You know, it's one get off. It helps people um, get off the heroin, and it's Mm -hmm. just one of the treatment options. But there's such long waiting lists for these because there's only a few doctors because it's so heavily regulated. So what you're you're talking about someone who's begging you. I'm a drug addict and I want help right now. They can't get it. And they can't get it. Sick. It's sick. It's so sad. It breaks my heart.
0: You're welcome to share your thoughts at 855-453. That is the toll-free number here, whether it's uh, drugs or DNA confiscation. We can talk to you about whatever you want. 855-453. Still plenty of time for your thoughts here in the remaining moments, which are imminent. 1-855-450-3733 one 450 3733 Also can tell you about the status of U.S. newspapers.
4: It's not good.
0: More on the way here. 855-450-FREE. You take control.
3: Free talk live.
0: Toll-free number here tonight for you, 855-450-FREE, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Free Talk Live, and that means you can call in, talk about whatever you want, one 450 3733 You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the site features there for free. And if you like Free Talk Live and you'd like to help support the show, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You can enter Amazon through shop.freetalklive.com. There are different Amazons there. For different countries. So you click into the one that's right for you and then Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. It's that simple. You're probably going to buy stuff online anyway. Uh, and as you pointed out, Julia, they even sell groceries at Amazon. So yes. are love probably, the
1: grocery section.
0: Right. I mean, it's not fresh milk or anything like that, but they do have you know a lot of groceries. So you get what you're looking for and Free Talk Live gets a cut when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. Now, there's there's a story that we've been following off and on over the years, more recently on Free Talk Live, and that is the saga of the print industry, specifically the daily newspaper industry. It's just interesting to watch dying business models. And I'll be the first to admit, radio is also one of these uh, dying business models. I think that radio is in a much better position than newsprint in that it still penetrates into car, like every car out there. Whether or not the person uses their radio is another question. But this, the studies that are out there show that a significant supermajority, like over ninety percent of Americans, use radio on a weekly basis. <laughs> so we're we're doing all right with kind of the way things have been. Still rolling ahead pretty solidly for radio. Uh, and radio, I think, would be doing better if it weren't for the FCC being around to regulate the, the band because we could then have more new stations come on the air and try new things and new formats and new ideas more often. There'd be a, a healthier competitiveness to the, the business that just isn't there because of all the consolidation of of the industry. But all that said, newspapers are the most dyingest of the big, the old big media. And it's interesting to watch it happen. And as... Especially when newspapers are dying, while they're looking at the other potential for making money and trying their damnedest to figure out how to do it before they run out of cash or you know have to sell the business and sell you off mean all their online? assets. Yeah, right. Online, uh, whether it's uh, through the Amazon Kindle or whether it's through your iPhone or Android, this is how people are getting their news today. Or whether it's waking up in the morning and hopping on a web browser and going to favorite news sites. This is how people are getting their news.
1: It's just such a more interactive experience. I think my favorite part of reading news stories online is the comments.
0: Depending, I thought you said the comments at Free Keen were awful.
1: They are no, yeah, but I mean, I didn't mean Free Keen. Right. Free Keen is awful. But in general, if you read something like an article on the Huffington Post, for example, where there's a lot of traffic, you'll see um, a lot of comments. Like I, I read a lot of food articles, for example, mm-hmm. and you know if people don't agree with it, they'll say their opinion. And so you kind of, if you read through the comments, you can get a lot of different angles and kind of figure out maybe where you f- stand. And people will post links to other articles and stuff. So it's just a more interactive experience. You get a lot more variety of opinions and um, angles of the story. You know what I mean? It's not just this one person. In the I don't one. know. It
0: depends on the site because I mean, even in some, some sites like uh, the local newspaper, their comments are awful. There's terrible trolls. I don't that, really that read
1: the. I don't really read the local newspaper. So it's and, the same thing as the printed paper.
0: And then on some stories, like the Huffington Post you mentioned, there was a story they did on the Bearcat here in Keene that got over five thousand comments. There's So many comments you can't read them all.
1: I lo- there was actually a comment um, one of the politicians who voted against or you know for the bear cat got on there and said something and somebody who wasn't even from keen just said like you sound like a seasoned politician like you control freak or something yeah. and
0: <laughs> oh yeah was i agree great. with you it brings interactivity to the next level and people like interactivity which is why talk radio is a very successful radio format because it's interactive so anyway here's the news from financial times com. Uh, The headlines about the U.S. newspaper industry have never been so bleak. In recent weeks, LinkedIn, the networking website, and the Council of Economic Advisors have reported that the press is America's fastest shrinking industry. Boy, how would you like to have that title?
1: Yeah, that stinks.
0: America's fastest shrinking industry. Measured by jobs lost, the Newspaper Association of America has shown that advertising sales have halved since just 2005, and they're now at 1984's level. Remember, we're talking about in dollars today, they are at 1984's level. So they're not adjusting for inflation there. Meaning, if they are making the same amount of dollars today in the the newspaper business as they were in 1984, (laughs) when people were actually reading newspapers...
1: That's pretty awful.
0: They're doing much worse than they were in 1984. Pew Research Center has found that for every digital ad dollar they've earned... So they're trying... They've lost $7 in print ads. Uh. As media from television to billboards bounce back from the recession, I don't know about that, newsprint is being left behind. Zenith OptiMedia this week predicted that internet advertising would pass newspaper advertising next year around the world. But in the U.S., where internet penetration is high and newspaper audiences are shrinking, digital will overtake newspapers and magazines combined ad sales this year. That's combined ad sales for all newspapers and magazines. Goodbye. It's not going to last much longer. I
1: can't imagine reading a newspaper.
0: I did in jail. Of course, there's not much else to read in there. If
1: there's something that was in front of me, like if I was waiting and mm-hmm. there was a newspaper. But I read the shampoo bottles in the shower. <laughs> I just like to read. So, Right.
0: You're not going to subscribe.
1: No, no. Yeah
0: and ultimately that's the deciding factor as to whether or not they're going to stick around is whether or not people subscribe to them. Yes. Uh, and whether or not people value the advertising cuz you know they all interact. If they lose subscribers, the advertisers aren't going to find them as valuable and so they're not going to make as much money, which is going to cut the you know the newspaper's going to cut staff to compensate to that. Their staff cuts are going to result in less original content for the newspaper, which is going to result in fewer people subscribing, <laughs> and it's just a it's a downward spiral, yeah. and it's it's pretty difficult for them to uh, to break out of this trend, according to the story here uh, again, FT dot com. Uh, they're gonna. There's no doubt we're going out of business now, says one unnamed executive. Telling Pew's Project for Excellence in Journalism, which predicted a future of shrinking newsrooms, print deliveries of only a few days per week, and more papers closing altogether, we've already seen that happen. A U.S. Annenberg School study reached the stark conclusion that most printed U.S. dailies would be gone in five years. Departing executives and bankruptcy advisors have been among the few people making good money from newspapers. The chief executives of Gannett and the New York Times left in recent months with packages worth 37 million and 24 million, respectively. And yet the very pressures on print are also accelerating the pace of change in newspapers' business models. On March 5th, the LA Times introduced a membership program that will limit online users to free 15, uh, 15 free articles per month. After that, readers must pay a subscription, which is more pricey for digital-only access than for a bundle in which they keep taking the newspaper. The, follow, the move followed Gannett's announcement in February that all 80 of its community newspapers will introduce digital subscriptions in a move the publisher expects to add $100 million to operating profit. And some people would still question this particular business model, the idea that, oh, your news is so valuable that you think you can charge for it? Why would I pay Gannett or The New York Times or one of these other monolithic you know, old media news companies To access their website when there's likely another version of that story somewhere else online. I mean, I understand they do have exclusive pieces that they do. No doubt about it. But really? Are you going to subscribe to the New York Times website?
1: I mean, no. Gosh, no.
0: But it's the finest reporting in America, according to them. Why wouldn't you?
1: You know, I think the only people that would subscribe to the New York Times news site are people who read the New York Times. Like my dad, for example, Mm -hmm. loves the New York Times. He would agree with that statement that maybe he doesn't anymore. I wouldn't know. But but maybe he would agree with the statement that it's the best newspaper in the world. And he used to read the physical paper every Sunday. So he might subscribe. But those people are dying out.
0: They sure are. Publishers have focused particularly closely on the New York Times, which began charging for online content a year ago and counted 390,000 digital subscribers by December. Not bad, I would say. I'm actually pretty surprised that they did that well. Now, Barclays Capital estimated this month that digital subscriptions could add $100 million to the group's annual circulation revenues, more than offsetting an estimated $50 million to $60 million annual decline in print advertising. But hold on a second. If they're going to add $100 million in circulation revenues and they're losing $50 million to $60 million per year, that's not going to go forever. Like, how much more can the New York Times really get? How many more subscribers can they, uh, can they aspire to? If they've got just under half a million now, how many more is realistic? I mean, obviously, it's the whole world is their target market. So they could, in theory, have far more than they ever had in print. But what's realistic? I, I don't know. I guess I we're going to find know. out. We're going to find out over time. We know the New York Times has not been doing very well. They've been talking about selling off different aspects of their business. I think they owned like a part of a baseball team, for instance. They've gotten into all yeah. kinds of different areas. Uh, they've talked about renting out rooms in their, bus- you know, in their building, etc. So it's interesting watching uh, this, you know, the old media just struggle for relevance and struggle to stay alive in a world where new ideas are coming faster than they, they know how to handle it. Anyway, it's been in here with you.
1: And Julia. See you
0: tomorrow night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.
4: Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. Hi! The I call it democracy. i had enough of greeting lies from fascistic, psychopathic,
2: genocidal corporation. All I want is the truth. Raja Mojo. Everybody knows.
4: Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.